Hello and welcome to The Nightcap. Paul and I back having a catch up above salt on a very sunny Wednesday in March. Feels like finally spring is here, mate. How are you doing? You okay? I know, yeah, it looks lovely outside. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to rain later, though, apparently. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's never well, because I was going to come in on a scooter, but I didn't have time, really. It's not quite an all-weather one. Um, well, I have done. I was in the snow the other day. Do you remember it snowed oh, shit, a couple yeah, weeks of course, ago? Yeah. yeah, it was mental. I forgot my gloves. Oh. And the snow just... The snow hits your face differently to rain, because it, it's lighter. It just... Yeah. comes out yeah could yeah. you feel the uh, wheels skidding or yeah and just, yeah that's dangerous. a lot of it I did with my eyes closed because <laughs> I was just like I couldn't see no no that's just <laughs> I know disaster. the way yeah like a home in <laughs> no helmet no like. no no it was late at night it's fine oh, someone would have found me the next day yeah that's yeah. Right. <laughs> good point uh, how's things all well all good all, all good yeah I mean, well Got to well, start with the power cut because I mean, have mate. you recovered since then? I mean, just fill people in if they haven't don't follow you on social media. What yeah, the hell so went on last Saturday weekend? was our sixth birthday. I was posting it all over social, and yeah. we were full like every Saturday night. Um, and just one of those Saturday nights, you know, where mm-hmm. like people are spending big, yeah, great ones. Sometimes you have average. fully booked restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah always great. full on a Saturday. It's really great buzz. Um, not because it was our birthday, just because it was a Saturday. But every table seemed to be wanting to spend more yeah. Like, yeah we'll take it you know every, like table of six all wine flights extras and oh, cheese and yeah, fucking yeah, go, yeah. going the whole whole yeah. bottle of champagne to start that kind of Great. going the full experience yeah half eight I'm up here doing half some bits and prime bumps. time as well like. I was actually making a video for, for, for Unilever social media halfway through it and the lights flickered and just went and then Aurelian come running upstairs he's like <laughs> everything's gone out no, um, and I knew straight away it wasn't us because like the building never goes out. We've got mm. different lines. It's always down or upstairs. And we never have power cuts anymore. We used to have loads. But since we had this done, we had a street dug up, three phase put in, our electric's solid. It mm. just doesn't, doesn't yep. go out. So went downstairs, trip switch fine. Popped in my head around the door in the Thai restaurant next door. They were all out and just looking bewildered. Oh, <laughs> just looking at each other. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck, the whole street's out. The council house had it. It's emergency lights on. It's like, fuck. Fuck. Shit. And all the guests are obviously just sat there, some carrying on eating. In the kitchen, you know, anyone listening to this will know, it's, you have an attitude in this industry of the show must go on mm-hmm. and you do whatever you can. And I was like, Laura, let's light some barbecues, like, yeah. you know, get some more so we can cook, just as a yeah. reaction, even yeah, though yeah. they take a good hour to get up to heat sure, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was like, let's do, do something. So running around, then I phoned National Grid. They didn't even know. Wow. And then they left me on hold. I can't believe National Grid didn't even know. Yeah, How's National that even Grid happened? Didn't, didn't know, I think, because it just happened. And yeah. then they put me on hold, waited around, like, yeah, the, I don't know anything about electricity, but some box, there was smoke coming out of it, so there must have been some sort of fire. So they just isolated the whole line Shit. so they could work on it. And I was like, okay, I've got a restaurant full of people. I said, I know I'm not the only one in this situation, yeah. but, you know, how long? He said, like, I don't think it'll be long, but what we do, we do an automated text, so if you give me your number, we'll text you. So I went downstairs, I was telling the guys, and the text come through approximately 4 a.m. And oh, this was about half eight. No. I was like, fuck. And then by that time, some guests had Googled it, because we'd been around, told everyone, this isn't us, we're just yeah. waiting on seeing. Yeah. Googled it, and um, on National Grid, it said approximately 4 a.m. I was like, fuck, honestly. So that, is, that is a nightmare situation. And the timing could not have been worse. Like no. you said, like a day. on a Saturday night. Yeah, let alone a Saturday night, let alone the fact that it, could have been a not like a Wednesday or Thursday when you're quieter. 
mm. or a day where you're not even open. Yeah. But then also it's your six year anniversary, sort of like the unbelievable timing. Oh, it's just mate. sick. Oh, it's a mate, horrible. Maybe you feel sick watching the video, honestly. God, and it's just this. Like the, I went and spoke to Laura and I was like, look, we're just going to have to knock it on the head. And I told the guys, it's like, it's not like we can just do some cold dishes. Yeah. You know, we can't even do, and they said, what about doing some desserts? I thought, well, we could do a bit, but the more time you open and close that freezer that's off. Yeah, that's so gonna true. Drop. Everything's going to drop. Oh you know, God, yeah, I didn't think about all the stuff, the, all the food. Yeah, I mean, fortunately we were okay on most of it. We run everything down to Saturday anyway for being closed three days. And then the walk-in fridge is solid. You, as long as you keep that door yeah. closed yeah it'll go up to sort of eight nine degrees but it's not gonna not have an impact but not for long mm. you know and we'll, we'll keep the door closed and it's, it's fine and then yeah. it comes back on but yeah if you keep op- opening and closing if it's closed completely normally stuff's all right open and closing everything's dropping mm. so yeah it was like we just we just can't and then we're not giving people half a bullshit experience of you know average stuff so just need to go round. and i just said look speak to every guest and I spoke to a few, he spoke to a few, and as I, some were good at the end of the meal, couldn't charge them any money because the till was off. PDQ machine needs to link up to the internet and the phone lines. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got, you know, not that anyone, like, I've got to say, all the guests were amazing. Were they? Um, yeah, they luckily. Were so good, yeah. yeah. Some people in situations like that can be, can be dickheads. But some people just started their meal, like two courses in or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, right. most were one or like two to four three courses in there was a table that had finished just oh, um, and then some were on vouchers and there was just a lot of complications so I just said to Raylian look let's speak to one I'm not going to force anyone into corner about paying yeah. obviously you know if they've had drinks and things and then you know they need to pay for them but let's just yeah. speak with them see what they're happy about and then yeah. We're not going to force them into yeah, yeah. Right, we'll phone you tomorrow. We'll sort it out next week. It's fine. We've got the card details anyway. Yeah, true. Not that I'm going to action that, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like I'm not, you know, I'm happy working on trust with this yes, in this situation. Yeah, yeah, and everyone was great. Um, so we're already speaking to them today and tomorrow and just with payments they've agreed, which we think are fair. Because oh, there's no like, when you think about it, it's one Saturday night, right? Um National Grid, there's nothing you can do. They won't pay any money. Yeah, I was going to say, are you like covered fine. with insurance or something? Well, like, you how are, does that? But it gets to a point where it's just not becomes worth. becomes not worth claiming. Because there's obviously excess. Yeah, yeah. And then the premium would go up next year. Yeah. And we're talking about one evening, I'm going to get some money from guests. So yeah. say, let's say, for instance, I wanted to claim three or four grand. Yeah. It's just not worth it. By the yeah, time I paid yeah. excess and next year's premium. It's so true. That sort of closure of stuff it's for if you close for a week or two through other means like for one night it's not worth the claim at all it's such an unprecedented situation to be in though isn't it because it's so weird where you're in a situation where it's not the customer's fault or your fault Mm. so you're all just stranded yeah like it's a really unique thing it's horrible it is you really want to do what we can they want the experience but they understand they're buzzing it's Saturday night they're like oh I'm still hungry table of six they were all like sort of you know, early thirties, really buzzing, like oh, three couples. Yeah. Like they they were just buzzing for it, but they were lovely and you know really nice about it. Cause Did any of them to, say like, "Oh, we're trying this restaurant down the like around the corner to go"? Like, or what? Do, some ooh. people went down to I think a couple of restaurants on Sheep Street, but it's I a Saturday they? night at eight thirty. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, oh. So yeah, there's not much you can do. You know, this we, that's the takeaway on the way home. That 
That is all. That's McDonald's drive-through, I reckon. Yeah, it's yeah. Let's get some fuel in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah but the windmill pub over the road had the lights on, so it was Did on they? the other side of the street. Oh man, yeah. honestly. So you go over there for some beers. I said, I'll fucking be over there soon. Yeah, I'll meet you in there. But, I'll buy a round. To say yeah. So. Well, so was it literally the whole of this side all the way up to almost as Church far street? as I could see? Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And did it come back on at four? Um, I checked the CCTV at 4am I woke up at 4am and mm. I thought oh, I'll look on my phone yeah. the CCTV was on and then the next day I looked when the CCTV started and it was 1.30 so it came back on at 1.30 oh ok that's so, yeah, you better. just so, know there's not at least from the fridge and freezer point of view that was a good thing yeah we, you know on. we got rid of some bits but most of it was fine but like I said we've run it down anyway yeah, so fair. it wasn't like loads of shit in there that for the next day and the day after yeah, that was no. spoiled that yeah. is tough Have you ever, has there anything like that ever happened before somewhere else you've worked or is um, it? I mean it's happened here but it was our electricity it was one Saturday lunch in the early days I didn't think we were mega busy mm. um, but we managed to get it open for dinner there was just it was just a, again a freak issue something had burnt out yeah, yeah. somewhere so but, but we were fine Fuck. but no we used to always get like power co- things trip yeah. during yeah, service yeah. and extraction would go off and it go yeah. quiet and lights in the restaurant sometimes but mainly it would be the kitchen. Yep. Most of the time, the restaurant would be fine. Mm-hmm. But now and that's an easy fix when you can just... Yeah, because yeah. we didn't have much power coming in the building. Yeah. So we'd always overload. And now we just don't overload. We've got so much coming in. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm so, I felt so bad. As soon as I saw that story, that Insta story, I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> but I am, I am speaking with National Grid, seeing if there is anything. I don't think there will be. And when I was looking it up, it's like, I think you're entitled to 150 quid if it's been closed it's been off for over 12 hours like what business is that going to benefit yeah 150 quid and 12 hours is too long yeah way too long that could be a lunch and a dinner service for us yeah that's true depending on the timing that could be well 12 in the 12 midday to 12 at night that's the whole two services 150 150 quid quid. thanks very much that's great 10% yeah (laughs) fucking hell yeah oh mate I'm so sorry but I mean other than that Six year anniversary, other than the power cut, has it felt like a sort of a bit of a pat yourself on the back moment for you and the team, like to get to six years and everything you've achieved? Yeah, yeah, it does, especially as like, you know, we came into this as a Kickstarter. Yeah. So, you know, it's amazing support we got from everybody. But then it was, you know, we had a little bit of support after the Kickstarter and just before we were opening from my partner, uh, Rens Benares. Um, mm. But, you know, that was that was a small level of investment in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. You know, we never started, like, you see you see a lot of restaurants opening up and it's, like, amazing kitchen, amazing restaurant, all the equipment, everything. Yeah. We never had that. We had a shithole kitchen mm-hmm. and very sort of, you know, if I'm honest, the furniture in that restaurant, very below average. Yeah, we've absolutely. Just, we've just built and built and built and built and built and we've never like just been able to throw money yeah we'll get that bit of kit we'll replace everything that breaks and always buying new things when we can afford it you know we reinvested up here we didn't loan loan any money reinvested downstairs and loaning money so i think the way we've grown like i'm I'm more proud of that than anything rather than just being spoiled having loads of money thrown at us yeah sure it's like an organic way of getting to where you've got to exactly yeah and i think it just proves that we've got a very solid business model Mm. we've never taken a penny of profit out of it in in six years you know i've just always paid myself a wage yeah okay 
you know the guys the same with just everything's gone back in mm-hmm. gone back into it to make it make it better nice really, yeah. that's amazing and what and I, I saw your thing about doing the anniversary meal where you're going to do a, like a throwback to the first yeah that was Laura's idea that. was it yeah. that's really cool I've not seen like that been done I, I mean, it might have been done other places it may but have, it's, I don't uh, think, it's I a really think, cool idea no. so Six years ago, you basically, is it next Wednesday? Next Wednesday we're doing it, yeah. yeah there's still a few spaces left. That's awesome. So you're doing the original menu from when you first... Pretty much. We yeah. looked at the exact menu from the first night because I've got a photo of it mm. um, and like, all the team signed it. I've still got it knocking about somewhere. Yeah. Because um, I just said to Laura and Aurelian, like, I want some things to market and what we can shout about. And like, so what can we do different for our birthday? Because we've yeah. never really gone mad for it. No, right? sure. It's, you know, happens every but it's year. a good little marketing opportunity too, like, not in it, a yeah. cynical way, but it's cool like to celebrate those things. And I said, I don't want to do everyone who comes in our birthday gets a free glass or anything. Yeah. It's just a bit shit because we were full anyway before yes, we come up yeah. with it. So like, what are we benefiting? I don't just want to put a mail shot out like, oh, we're six. Yeah. <laughs> so what can we do? And then Laura came up with the idea. She said, why don't we do... Because we had the menu, we were looking at the menu. Yeah. Um, she was like, "Why don't we do a night? Pick it on a night that's quiet, a few weeks away, mm-hmm. um, and we'll just do a night of like some of the old dishes from that first month. Yeah. So most of them will be from the first night. Amazing. So yeah, it's next Wednesday. We're doing and it's it. back to that original price as well. It's pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, 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 pretty much. So we're doing normally our entry level on a evening is 110 pound mm-hmm. but we're doing it for 70 pound amazing slightly smaller menu um but yeah it'll be i've got got it here actually oh great yeah run through it on a so we've got so i, can't, I came menu. i think i came within the first three to five months oh you did yeah uh yeah, but yeah Hayley not the first came. week yeah me and Haley came you sat table four old yeah. table four yeah, in the correct. back corner yeah correct um, but, but then my my father-in-law was there the opening night. He did, and he put that on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and Nathan, yes, Kev. Yes. Nathan, his son was like, "That's tragic." <laughs> yes, Kev, I rate that. Kev Ed, yeah, he was on. He was on table the old table six. Oh, amazing! Go on then, run through. Um, so yeah, the tasting menu then. So it was, and some of the dishes will be from this. So we had a ro- first course roast celeriac yeast cream beef fat. So it Sounds was a good. whole roasted celeriac, and then we cut it down, re-roast it in loads of beef fat, and season it all up. So it with this burnt yeast cream, so heavily over-reduced cream, baked oh. yeast whisked into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, torched the cream as well, so it was just this indulgent fat. Yum. And then it was hand-dive, scallop, braised seaweed, and cucumber. So that was roasted scallop with... Lovely. It's a kombu seaweed. Would, would, they, would those scallops have been from Johnny on day one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Um, we've only ever used Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, kombu seaweed, which is normally quite gluey and sticky, but we'd soak it and then braise it overnight. So you've got this lovely chunk of it. Uh, okay. And then we warmed it back in its own liquor with loads of seaweed butter to make an emulsion and raw cucumber on it. So you had this kind of brothy, buttery oh, seaweed emulsion with yeah, it. And then fresh lovely. lime. Great. And then we did a duck leg tart with a prune puree and butter mushroom. It's mm. like foie brick, pastry, comfy duck leg, and something else, I can't remember, but just layers of nice. this tart. Yeah, prune sounds, puree. sounds beautiful. Lamb rump, miso grace, shoulder, yogurt, and sprouting broccoli was the main on the tasting, so we're doing something similar on that. Yeah, that uh, sounds very like here, that, yeah. to me, that dish. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, and we still do. Yeah, yeah, like the yogurty thing, and so yeah. so even though it's six years ago, do you look back at that menu and go, "Oh God, we've moved on since then," or do you look back and go, "Yeah, that's still I'd still like that's banging." Um, 
we've moved on and refined, but the, right. the, the, the flavor and philosophy behind it is still very much the same. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. see how we've gone from that and moved on. It'd be nice for Laura and Gibbo as well, because they obviously did those yeah. shit. It'd be nostalgic. We, yeah. Well, with, mm. with a team, because we were just fully in the shit. We? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were talking the other night about our first night, and I think. I capped it at 18 because we had no pot wash. I had two out front. No pot wash. We didn't know much, much about me or the way we worked and the food. Yeah. So those two out front and we got one of her friends in to help polishing and stuff. And then it was me, Gibbo and Laura in the kitchen. Wow. And we, had, um, we hadn't done any proper services. We'd only done soft openings where it was like we sent it out in waves to, yeah, yeah, to sure. test us. Um, so yeah, we, were, we didn't do lunch and it was a Saturday night. And I was like trying to, the, the printer was fucking up and it was like five o'clock uh, and I couldn't print the menus and I was oh just in mate. the shit. <laughs> that yeah. adrenaline bump you get from that though is yeah. just like. And then I just remember the, the night being so smooth, so nice, so was easy. It? Yeah, it was lovely. And I was like instantly calmed down. And it was Kev's table actually. I wrote about it in the book. Yeah. I don't know if he knows this, but ah, this will probably ooh, just get more excited. Yeah, yeah. It was just, they, they were like, probably the third or fourth table, but I was like head down, just trying to get done. And then I kind of mellowed a bit and I sent him, it was this salmon dish that it had and it had this like muscle cream with it and that. And I just remember him eating it and then passing it on to um, his missus. Mm. And then just the, the satisfaction on the face and it just instantly calmed me down. Wow, yeah. that's but yeah, amazing. In that salt book, I wrote about that that's on the insane. first night and that was them. That's yeah. incredible, I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, wow. it, it was, and it was that open kitchen and it was like, well, that's the thing about the it open reminded ki- me why I was doing it. That's the thing about the open kitchen. I remember you talking about it in the early days of doing the podcast is like, you cannot help but oversee and overhear everything that goes on in there. Mm. And it's not, it might, is it distracting, maybe? I don't know. But No, no. I, it was just I reassuring, it, I suppose. Yeah, I find it better because you've got a connection with the dining room. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like being frustrated in other kitchens. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Things feel like they've been waiting longer and you can just look up and you know that haven't you still this, yeah, this, the happy and yeah. engaging yeah. but when you're behind a wall yeah. and it's been 10 minutes it's like an unknown that's half an hour for you and yeah. that guest must be sitting there angry must be pissed off let's fucking go oh, let's, yeah. but you can just look up and like oh they're fine or you you might even catch their eye and they smile at you yeah, and it's yeah. like oh it's okay yeah, it's so true yeah it makes a massive completely difference. different dynamic yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. amazing what, what else so was, then there? was the carrot dish on there no, no, no. Oh, it wasn't on there yet. No, we haven't. Because I was going to say until September. Because that celeriac thing with the, with the beef fat. Yeah. I mean, that's the concept. The carrot, a root vegetable with the fat of an animal. Yeah, that's a similar thing. After that, later in the menu, we did a Roscoff onion and beef fat. Uh, okay. It was a different dish to this, mm. and then we did the carrot after yeah, that. Yeah, so it's like an evolution. Exactly. Yeah, amazing. The pre-dessert was Yorkshire rhubarb, buttermilk mousse, and pistachio. I Lovely. Don't really remember that. Ooh. And then it was the main dessert was chocolate tart with goat's milk ice. Yeah. Beautiful. It's mad. So there you go. some of those dishes will be on. That's and so cool. From that first month as well. So nice. Yeah, I'm got to finalise it with Laura this week and go through it with the front of house team because they won't know on, so they can plan wines and things. But it should be fun. Yeah, man. That's really cool. I think it's just a really cool, unique way of doing a birthday thing yeah because right? you know, it's an opportunity for you but it's also like just a bit of fun and you just need that yeah just do, why not do something different because we haven't done anything about our birthday since the first year we had a party you came to oh yeah yeah it was Kev. proper um, pineapple and cheese yeah it? on for, sticks it was, it was a great. Sunday night we were closed and yeah. we invited like suppliers and things regulars friends yeah um, it was a good night 
Yeah, it's really yeah, good. Really just nice. on a Sunday. We did yeah, we did a bit of a buffet. Yeah, yeah we did a, did a hedgehog. hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Bloody love that. God, that's if that's five years ago then. I know, and it was loads, was loads, loads of people here. It was full. And we just started the podcast after you'd have been here two years? We we first recorded 2018. 2018, yeah. Because me and you and Ollie were speaking about it probably in that summer of 2018. Yeah. Yeah, right. I remember we had a little group WhatsApp, the three of us, mm. and we were like talking about how it could work and everything and um, sort of the Michelin angle with it as well. I remember getting on the train to yeah, the Michelin you hadn't Awards. had your start yet. Yeah, and I'd text you two on the group, yeah. but I'm just down on my way to London to the Michelin Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah so true. It was just a coincidence because we had the idea before you'd got the star. Yeah, exactly. But it just yeah. like happened that it was then even more about the Michelin star, like what goes on in a Michelin star restaurant. Yes. That exactly. wasn't our original tack with the podcast, but it became it because you just happened to get it at the same time. Exactly, yeah. So weird. Yeah, we recorded. It was December with uh, Callum, weren't it? Yeah, Callum. December Franklin, 2018. Yeah, yeah I've got such fond memories of that because obviously, like, we're so, so we are sat in the exact same position we were yeah. with Callum, but I mean, it could not look more different, in <laughs> like here, that, yeah. which is mental. Yeah. Um, but I remember because it was a great interview, and Callum was the perfect first guest. But it was right near the end of that episode when he was talking about he was being very vulnerable about talking about fainting in the street because mm. of stress and anxiety and all these sorts of things. Yeah. And it was at that moment I realised, oh, wow, no, we are... This is this is creating an environment where these chefs feel really comfortable. Exactly. And I was like, oh, this could work then. I, I believed after that episode, after Callum was that vulnerable yeah. with us, I was like, oh, we could do this easily. Yeah, I listened back to the first episode and just like, yeah, that's exactly what we kind of wanted... Mm. And all those conversations, those meetings up at the rooftop, me yeah, and Ollie, the about RSC, how yeah. do we get this authentic conversation? It just come yeah. together. God, there's nothing else out there like that. I don't not not TV, not podcast, not anything that no. has that whole authenticity about the reality of the industry. Yeah, without hamming it or becoming hack or or just it's just about. Just What's being real? normal and yeah. being real, yeah. Well, it's sort of weird now because uh, at the time that felt quite breakthrough because, you know, chefs through either books or TV, it was all around the dishes and it was quite mm. fluffy and that was fine. You know, yeah. There's a place for that, you know, daytime TV, cooking shows, all those sorts of things. So they, at the time it was a bit more of a, this is a really different thing whereas now in a post-covid world where everyone's got a podcast yeah. it feels really funny because i find it now like i've been working in podcast and radio for 14 years yeah years ago it used to be i work in podcast radio oh, oh nice now it's almost la like not laughed at but it's almost seen as like a, oh of course you got a podcast mate and i'm like well fuck off i've been doing this ages what <laughs> are you talking about and i did the same i mean obviously i only got involved 2018 yeah but I used to find myself doing it now. I yeah. tell people about a podcast, and they're like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, no, no. Those other people just bought a mic during lockdown. <laughs> yeah. We were doing it way before yeah. lockdown, mate. It's yeah. So true. Oh god, we sounded like those old thuddies in the corner. Like we were here first. Yeah, we discovered it like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh mate, right. Enough patting ourselves on the back. What else is going on? Oh, uh, the thing I wanted to bring up was obviously we've talked a lot about boiling spoons of late. We've talked a lot about boiling spoons of late, and you see, I don't know whether it's a coincidence, but there's been loads of stuff on TikTok about 
boiling wooden spoons deliberately yeah, to, f- to find yeah to yeah. find out what is in them or to what is clean them. to clean them some woman did it I've been tagged in it fucking countless times 49 million people Lulaboo Jenkins it yeah. was a video um, she boils a wooden spoon to supposedly in clean it in a glass pot and then that's yeah. the most viral one and mm. then everyone else is like yeah I do that as well yeah um, she's like that's that, the monthly spoon clean <laughs> fuck off <laughs> how bored are you I know I know like you just you just just wash it properly. Like, That's yeah, all you need. Just to give do. it a scrub. Yeah. Yeah, and they're okay generally in dishwashers anyway. It's not like you put a board in there and they no. warp. Like they're they're fine. Exactly. Um, yeah, like the time because we spoke about it on here and that kind of went viral just coincidentally similar time. Yeah. So many people tagging me in it. Oh, it's and crazy. Was, just because and everyone's like, oh, look what's coming out. But you know, it's wood. As long as it's cleaned, fine. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, like 100%. a wooden chopping board great to use absolutely you're just going to knacker them if you bore the arse off them Rachel Cook who's a, um, a journalist for The Guardian did a big article about it this week and was saying how she won't you know she won't be boiling her spoons mm. but she she was like a bit of a clean freak yeah. but even this reading into it and the science behind what is in wood which are not purified objects yeah because you know, it is from a tree yeah. At the end of the day, like if you boil that to shit, loads of stuff will come out. Of course. But it doesn't mean it's not hygienic to use. Exactly. Um, which is sort of. And like, why are their spoons so fucking dirty anyway? These people. I know. Like, yeah. Like, how cooked, dirty? They're what are they used them for? Yeah. Yeah. And they're not cleaning them properly. Or, yeah, exactly. You know. And you'd never. You should know if you're cooking like a curry type thing, only from loads of turmeric. Mm. Just don't use a wooden spoon anyway, because you're gonna colour it. Yeah, and 100%. it's gonna stay in there. Of course it is. It's just common sense, surely, isn't it? Yeah. But it's, it's the same thing happened with wooden boards. When I started cooking, it was like you don't use wooden boards and oh, really stuff. Yeah, that DHO was like you can't because it harbours bacteria and stuff. But then the, the science was sort of more looked into, and then it's changed. It's like them, you know, they're, they're better if anything. Mm. You know, I oh, only use a wooden board up here. I use it. Do everything on it. Also, I honestly I do everything on my one wooden board at home. Yeah, same. Everything. The one you got us for our wet, like it's yeah. out all the time. We we wipe it down every time properly and mm. dry it. Yeah. But we're not like you know soaking it for fucking ten hours or put like. And why would you do that? Like yeah. it's ridiculous. Because the, these people, if they've got a wooden board, are they boiling their wooden board? Yeah, for fucking I know. Hours? Yeah, good point. What the fuck? No, yeah. it's ridiculous. On the subject of boards, wooden boards only. I hate plastic ones. Oh, I, I can't yeah. stand them. And then some people have got glass ones at home. Ridiculous! I've seen them in homes. There's loads in what, homes. What do you, what My do you parents doing? had one for years. Yeah. Like what? What are they? What are they? Yeah, you should be chopping stuff. Click, click. Oh. No. What is that? I, just, I can't believe they're even a thing. But there's loads of, like marble, marbly glass ones. Loads. Ridiculous. You know, Where does that come knife, from? And you can't cut properly. I don't. I don't get it. They there's, look ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, they are really not. common. Yeah, in homes are. like they're just out on the side aren't they yeah with some live love laugh on <laughs> it's gin o'clock <laughs> yeah. yeah it's five o'clock somewhere <laughs> fuck that yeah also on the, lastly on this matter um, it reminded me of a I can't remember where I saw this actually so I, but I don't want to take credit for it is my point but um, I remember seeing a thing where people like if you knew how much bacteria was on your kitchen sides mm. it's worse than your toilet yeah. is bacteria wise or whatever yeah. 
And that was written in a way as if to scare you into, you need to be fucking cleaning your kitchens. Yeah. But similarly to this wooden spoon thing about boiling it forever so loads of shit comes out, all that article made me realise is, oh, so if I wanted to eat my dinner off my toilet, it would actually be all right. <laughs> it's just, that's, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's not a case of the kitchen sides are really fucking dirty. It's just that, oh, actually your toilet's cleaner than you think it is and it's actually fine yeah and it's there's more no about, problem you, know, you are work it's an area where food is constantly prepared so, yes you know, yeah bacteria loves warmth they're always warm uh-huh. it loves protein and food yeah. and, it, and moisture yeah. and you've perfect got environment in so there's it's naturally going to be more there you just, yeah. you just need to keep it clean as normal yeah then, absolutely you know? I oh another thing I wanted to catch up on was I yesterday I was down in London at the XL for the HRC IFE show, yeah, which was fucking bad. I've never been there before. Fucking hell, the scale of it. It's mad. I was hoping to get down this it's year. Crazy. I went last year, mm. but no, I couldn't. I couldn't you can't cover the ground. It's no. crazy. I had no idea just how big it was. Did you have a good look around? A pretty good look. It's yeah. overwhelming. Like, you don't know where to turn. No. And, so, and fair play to all those people with stalls and stuff, because the energy and the enthusiasm to talk about that. It's a long fucking day. They're there for three days. One product. Yeah. Three days all day. And it's, I mean, the spectrum, you go from like some Parma ham stall to some robot gadget. I don't know. I still don't know what it does to Mm. a Vegemite stand. Like, it's just, it's fucking ridiculous, but Mm. um, incredible. And like, loads of people at Chef White's, loads of people from the industry, like loads, like catching up, loads of people knew each other. Like, it was a great atmosphere, I thought. I was uh, I was down there on stage doing a talk with Monica Galetti, mm. which was great. She was so nice, and I but I was like, "You got to come on the podcast." She was like, "Yeah, yeah, definitely come on," nice. uh, which was great. Um, and she she was lovely. We had a good chat. Loads of people from the audience like asked some questions and things. What was so interesting though is the bit that got her the most like passionate mm. was star- staff issues again. Oh, okay. Which is like yeah. just seems to be a problem that now, and we we haven't spoken about it on the podcast for a while. But she was just like, it's just been, ever since COVID, it's been a nightmare and Brexit as well. Mm. People having to go back home because they couldn't stay, all these sorts of things. She's, you know, saying how that sometimes because we couldn't get the staff that compromised our menu because we couldn't produce what we wanted to produce. Like all these sorts of things. She was just like, she was like, we're barely coming out of that shit now. Yeah. It's still just such a prevalent thing. And I don't, I don't, we haven't spoken about it for a while. And I remember you saying that you felt quite lucky because while loads of people are having problems, you were doing all right for a while. But you've had some problems with front of house staff for a Yeah, definitely. Long time. We need a full timer at the moment. And it's just so hard to, yeah. to recruit. And around here as well, it's, um, I mean, it presents different challenges. You know, London has its challenges in the sense that there's so much competition. Yes, yeah. Um, and everyone's looking for staff. Yeah. One positive spin on that is that there's a lot of staff in the area, mm-hmm. generally. And that's always been a positive for London, but they're feeling the squeeze now like the rest of the country always has. Yeah. Um, but for us, it's there's just not that many skilled people around because there's not many great restaurants around here. Yeah. So that, that's, that's a different spin on it. It's funny really. you say that. Monica said that because she was like, you know, people would send people around and even eight, she, she was relying on agency staff at one point. Wow. She was like, it was not in hot, but she was like, it was bad. I was like, it's yeah. ages and they are fucking expensive and the skills. And she was like, I was, I was helping other people out by sending a chef their way. Yeah. And they would send someone back, but the skill level was nowhere near as good. You know, a few weeks later when she needed mm. someone. So it was just like that was a, a skills level was hard. And the other the problem with agency, even if they're quite good, it's like they're not invested mm. in it. Yeah, they're yeah. not employee there and they never care on the same level. And, yeah. you know, if someone like her restaurant or mine, it's you need that. 
yeah. not just about the skill. They've got to have a bit of, they've got to give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. But yeah, it's fascinating talking to her about that. Um, after we, after we did the talk, we, we actually spent a bit of time milling about because yeah. she was hoping her head chef and a couple of her team were there, but they were there the day before. They just miscommunicated on it. So she was there by herself. <laughs> she was like, do you want to go for a wander? So we just wandered around together, just like looking at different stalls, trying oh, different nice. stuff. But what was crazy is it's not until you're at a show like that and you know the scale of it. When you're with someone like Monica, yeah. it's like hanging out with Mickey Mouse in Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking yeah. mental. Everyone's stopping you around. Yeah. 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 I, I must have taken four people a hundred photos. <laughs> and it was crazy because, and what was fascinating is a lot of people were very polite and excited to meet her. Mm. Um, and there's lots of young chefs in Chef White's that were there for competitions and stuff. Yeah. But then there were some people, and because I've never been on that sort of side of the rope like that. Mm they would be so fucking rude about getting the photo. Oh, really? Like, they would, cu- they would come up. They would almost pass me the phone, because I'm with her. Yeah. They'd pass me the phone, of, and not, oh, would you mind taking it? They'd just hand me the phone, like <laughs> autopilot. they oh, thanks, Monica, thanks so much. And then as soon as they've got their photo, they, cheers, bye, they've gone. Really? Yeah. And she, because she said, to, she was like, every time, she had bags, she, you know, she put them all down. Yeah. They were gone before she could even put her bags back on. You know, and I was like, f- I, I said to her, I was like, fucking hell, this is intense. She was like, what is horrible is some of them, they just, as soon as they've got the thing they want, the photo, they just leave. Don't even want they don't even want to chat. And it's it's not like, I don't give a fuck about the photo. Yeah. If I'm meeting someone I exactly. look up to, I just want to yeah. say hello and, and stuff. Don't get me wrong, that wasn't everyone, but it wasn't until I spent a whole afternoon with someone in an environment like that where they are so well, you know, mm. a massive celebrity, yeah. that you realise, fucking hell, it's a shallow old... So yeah. many people, selfie, selfie, selfie. And she was she was loved, she was generous with her time, but some yeah. of them were just like, photo, go. Yeah, not interested. Yeah. yeah, no, that would be not, especially, no, a trade event is going to always be yeah. more intense, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. But, um, it was such a cool show. The one, one of the weirdest things I saw was like a um, R2-D2 robot that yeah. serves, it replaces a waiter. Wow. Mm. Yeah, massive, one of the biggest stands there. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's loads of them, and they were just they were on show and milling about, and not being controlled by someone like hiding around the corner with a remote control in their hand. Yeah. They just they they knew where to go and what to do, and it, they had like drinks on the top and food, so that you the chef in the kitchen that you just put the food mm. on those, and they would go out to the table. Yeah, I just don't like it. No, I don't like it. I was it's having this conversation awesome. with Marie the other night because she was talking about I'd heard about the app, mm. um, and you know how big AI is getting now. Yeah, um, about. Uh, it was that chat what's it called chat chat GPT yeah, yeah. I hate it yeah, yeah. like it, f- for useful things like I get it but where it really scares me is like stripping away creativity mm, yeah. so like she was she was saying oh look you know she, she was with her brother-in-law and he was they were going to creams with their son and that and he's, he's young um, and her son as well and they're young so he just said oh make a um, rap about us going to creams and it's a dessert place in Leamington. Mm. And like, it was like three seconds and it had this massive rap. It's crazy. You know, you get it to write stories. For it. It just, I don't like it. Nah, That's it's horrible. Yeah. It sort of feels like, it's, it feels like a cheat code. Exactly that. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I, I do not like it at all. Like, <laughs> feels, that, yeah. feels sneaky. Yeah, and yeah. It, I, I don't know. I just, it would make people question in the future, with, especially in a liter- literature mm. sense, like of, if they're, you know, writing a piece, that that bit of day, did they do that or did they just pull it off? Yeah. Well, that's the problem is it's undetectable. Yeah. You know, so people exactly. are writing essays for university and a lecturer, and they've got software at universities to, mm. to detect plagiarism, but ChatGPT does it so uniquely every time that it's undetectable. Exactly. And then, 
you know, it, it's, we all use technology and it's great for finding out information. Mm. It shouldn't be creating information. Yeah, sure. Creativity is so important for yeah. us as a, you know, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and if we lose that, and people get even lazier, and that, that's where the art—the art—is in the individualism. Yeah, it's, it's being. This is coming from my heart, my brain, and yeah. that is part of why people. You know, Banksy's art. There are loads of people that can technically do what he does. There are yeah. loads of, and that's not a that's not me like fucking rinsing Banksy, yeah. but there are loads of graffiti artists that can emulate that. Mm. But it's the fact it's his idea that is why it's a million exactly. pounds. Because some you, people you slate might, him because yeah. he uses stencils, you, no, but it's not about that, it's where exactly. it's come from. Exactly, and that, that might not be the same with every single thing on your menu, but there'll be loads of processes that loads of chefs can do on your menu. Yeah. But putting them together in a certain way in the environment you've created and coming from you, Paul exactly. Foster, is why people give a shit about having it from you. I had a chat with a chef, I won't name his name, sort of a chef. Um, <laughs> sort, drunk, of a, drunk, sort of a chef. Yeah, <laughs> drunken chat, and he was, he was of the mind that, say so if they took my salt book and they cooked all those dishes they could get a Michelin star so absolutely wow. fucking not in no way no, whatsoever. No. but they probably could in their own way but that's a guideline of my thoughts it's, yes it's, yeah. The, yeah the environment the thought process the creativity what everything about the it. trial and error it's to get just, to that you can't yeah. copy and paste no. things like that no and he really believed you can it's like no because no. that devalues everything that it's about also in terms of recreating it yeah you can cook things from a menu but yeah delivering that to an an audience mm. your dining room every night and then the lights go out or a thing breaks so you think on your feet and you alter and you still achieve the same level yeah. All of that. Someone couldn't recreate that. Yeah. And without any knowledge, priority. it as well. Like, yeah. That's like saying, I could just give my recipes to any chef. Yeah. And I've got a star. Like, no. So you're saying no to robot waiters. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that's where we started. But yeah, yeah but it is well, along the same lines. floor. I don't know how they'd navigate oh, so, it. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, you get all the way there. Half the, by the time the plate's there, there's nothing on it. That was <laughs> yeah. so fucking hilarious. But yeah, I mean, it's it felt, it was sort of like, it was one of those feelings of, oh, that's so impressive. And it sort of broke my heart yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is like... I feel exactly the same. Yeah, it's impressive, but yeah. I don't... We don't... I don't want that. Don't, is there a need for that in this world? I no, Well, yeah, I mean, it serves... It's one of those things. It serves a purpose. It will... I mean, it could break down, but it won't leave you for another job. Um, you know, that's, yeah. I suppose, is that it? I don't yeah, know what else. A bit like customer's perspective. Do you want to be served? Oh, fuck no. Can you imagine? Like, no. Also, can you imagine if it's got to go past five tables before yours and someone goes, I'll have that. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what, does the robot come back to the kitchen and go, I'm sorry, what, yeah. what happens? I don't... Especially like some drunken night in a curry house. Can you imagine? Everyone's grabbing off yeah. it like a buffet. <laughs> I just want the table next to the kitchen, please. I figured this out. That it's looks fucking, nice. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Still an amazing show. I, I don't know yeah. what that company is. And again, it's not starting it because the technology is incredible, but it's just one of those personal yeah. preferences. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. No. I'm with you. I'm a purist. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. man. Um, what's going on? Uh, yeah, well, last podcast before Michelin happens then. So we've done loads of predictions already. If you, if you haven't listened to our last two podcasts, there's plenty of predictions about who will hopefully get a star who you, you might think might get one but, yeah I um, think I've been through all my sort of sweepstake now yeah, yeah. Um, I bet all the whatsApp groups are popping off a lot right yeah, now yeah and I I have heard about a few new oh, ones well, but obviously Wee. not going to say and th- these aren't new ones just people invited that aren't in yeah again list. you don't actually know technically yeah. that they've got them it's just they've been invited and that's sort of an indication isn't it yeah but it's not a definite yeah and know. you know rumours some of it's rumours so obviously I'd never 
say anything because it could come to nothing and there could yeah, just be rumours but you know it's, it's great this time of year because chefs are a bunch of fucking gossips anyway yeah, yeah. oh yeah I've learnt that yeah. through this podcast journey. gossips and bitches <laughs> <laughs> Gossips and bitches. That's a great place to leave it. Uh, we've got a, a review quickly from Fimber1888 who said, listen to every episode, think they're awesome. Chef is a legend. That is very sweet. Um, please leave your ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcast. They really help us uh, track and get seen. Um, yeah, do it wherever you get your podcast. It's that simple. Um, and yeah, message us at the nightcap underscore pod. Uh, any questions you've got for Paul or whatever, send them to us. We love reading them out. Next time we speak, we'll be after Michelin. Yes, next yeah. week. So we'll, oh, stories from the night. I can't. Yeah. I already can't wait. <laughs> That's going to be stories of silver. If I remember. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Nice one. Catch you next week. Mm-hmm.